0: got a bad bitch on me what what got a bad bitch on me she D-T-F. she, she tell me she d t f i heard she d t f what and you ain't hanging with the team if you ain't down to fuck okay welcome whoa, whoa, to dt
1: this is the greatest sex education comedy game show in the known universe i am uh, your loyal sex doctor dr timoree
0: and I am Daryl Charles, a comedian.
1: It's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went to I went to school for a real long time so that I could talk about sex and people would have to go, huh, mm, mm, in response to it.
0: Yeah, and uh, I am that friend who, when you uh, we're talking at a party, uh, and then like a minute later, you're like talking about um, how to the last time you put fingers in a butthole, and you go, "How did we get here?" It's me. Is me. I've realized that, like, I've been in many parties and I've had many times that happen, and I go, "I'm the common denominator here." It's it's obviously me. I don't know why I come pre-packed with questions about orifices, but that's why we do this podcast.
1: Yeah, so that if you have questions about putting fingers in orifices, this is a safe and fun environment in which to discuss it.
0: Definitely. We will bring up everything that has to do with uh, news and the world when it comes to orifices and how we have classified them and the agendas that we've used in those classifications throughout the history of the world.
1: And whether or not they're self-lubricating.
0: Ah, man, ain't that important?
1: <laughs> Although I'm not sure how many of the stories were going on are actually about self Actually. Oh, we got some news stories for you today about lubricating. Don't worry. Don't See, worry.
0: That. And like, <laughs> you have to know if it's not lubricated, if it's not self-lubricating and you're going in too rough, you will find lubrication. And you need to know that when that happens, you need to stop, look and listen because something is torn and you don't want that lube. There's hemoglobin was, in it.
1: That's that is the most terrifying shit ever. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, also, on this episode, it's just us. We went back to classic, just uh, Daryl and Timmy, the D and the T for the
0: F. Yeah, <laughs>
1: for the for the fun times. Uh, we're just doing a classic episode, which is the two of us today, which is exciting.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm souped. I get to hang out with my friend.
1: Yeah, we're back on our like. We are slowly becoming the "You're wrong about podcast," but about fucking.
0: So <laughs> I like that.
1: I like that. That's that's my goal because I would like to also make thousands of dollars on Patreon every month.
0: Yeah, well, please. Uh, yeah, Patreon slash Sex with Tim Murray, right? Something like that?
1: Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> we should start a DTF one. We should yeah! sell merch. This is us discovering we should sell merch.
0: Which you My merch? We have cups. And, oh, know, yeah? Um, we have cups for merch, but that was part of our live show. But uh, But if y'all
1: would buy like some booty shorts, some thongs, some t shirts, etc., let us know on our Facebook page. Please. Facebook.com slash DTF show, I believe.
0: DT Fun Show.
1: DT Fun Show, thank you.
0: DT Fun Hour. It's DT Fun Hour. That's what it is.
1: Just look it up on Facebook. There's yep. not that many. <laughs> you
0: put Barrel and Timory in, it's going to pop up. But yeah, yeah it's, it's Facebook.com slash DT Fun Hour, because it's the Barrel right. and Timory Fun Hour, you see.
1: It's true. Yeah, I had to go through a lot of machinations because Facebook didn't like any of the things that I put in there. But yeah, yeah we figured it out. Yeah. Uh, shall we get to our first regular segment?
0: Yes, please.
1: It is the fucking news. Uh, all this right. News
0: about in.
1: Do you want to do your story first? Because it's like a it's like a serious policy it is, discussion. It
0: is serious and, and, a, and a healthy discussion and something we need to uh really talk about because of um the world today. Um yeah. Uh niece Weidhofer, Wade is a uh OnlyFans content creator. I love that term. Um it's a lot more there's a lot more syllables than cam girl, but uh, I don't think that this person actually does cam modeling in that way where it's like on like chatterbait or something where they're just like in front of a camera waiting for tips and donations. She has an only fans account where she posts uh, no nudes. That's what her profile says. No nude. So it's like semi nude photos, you know, um, modeling of uh, clothes, I, I guess. But then um, based on, uh, what she feels like I guess is yeah lingerie 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 wow lingerie modeling photos uh and some nudes she will send to individual uh OnlyFans sub- subscribers supporters uh but turns out that many of those photos uh have turned up on a website um that website is known for doing this scraping. Subscription only sites going past paywalls, uh, ripping all the data down and then posting them on these sites for free. And uh, this is actually a problem uh, in the world of being naked on the Internet for money. Um, big problem. Know, a big problem. It's been a big problem for years. Uh, you know, Pornhub obviously decimated what what adult film was uh, in real life um by just ripping people's content and throwing it up for free but these people this website which i'm not going to name uh but the website i mean the article does it's it's a vice article you can find it if you want to um yeah they uh she she took them to court so yeah she actually took them to court and is suing them and their advertisers uh because you know she's like this is this is a real problem. You you you're literally stealing money from me. Uh or stealing supposed money, I guess. But and-, and
1: and it's and it's been interesting because uh in response to her lawsuit, they actually took the site down. So then uh like the next day on her Instagram, she posted like what if you go in and google that site and then nothing showed up. And then she posted that as content. Um, And got a lot of really angry messages from people who are like, I should be able to jerk off to you for free, you jerk. See? (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's it's very uh, tough to unpack, I guess, for all of America. Uh, You know, but for uh, yeah, pay for porn, especially if these people are offering it pretty reasonably easy to you.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, so there's you know, I I have been a person who definitely pirated music, right? Like, back mm-hmm. in the good old days, I was right on top of that, like, torrenting Napster, like, Kazaa, right. all I, I that. Would,
0: we, would, we would rip in high school. We would find our CDs, rip MP3s ourselves, and then email them to each other on AOL. This was wow. in, like, 1998.
1: Oh, so. I knew from the things you said that that's the year that it was <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah I mean you know I have a long list of uh, federal crimes that I've just admitted to but mm-hmm. uh, statute of limitations or some shit I mean you know you can come <laughs> to me if you want uh, please come to my house and say you've broken a law because I have a lot of Twitter that'll tell you about a lot of other laws these other motherfuckers are breaking but anyway um, you don't want to open the door to what I know about Goddamn it <laughs> where one go we all go this is, this is a terrible thing to say yeah uh, <laughs> Uh, they have tunnels. So uh
1: I mean my point where I was starting out this is like I have definitely committed some copyright violations in my day. Do not right. get me wrong. However, it feels real different to steal uh from I don't know, like Chris Brown, Britney Spears, you know, whatever record company that is. It feels a little bit different to try out a song that I will absolutely have to hear in the bank for the next several years. <laughs> and then three years after it's popular. It feels very different to do that versus very small time independent content creator who like spent 45 minutes setting up the lighting in that one nice corner of her bedroom so that she could show you all of her bits and make it harder to get another job later <laughs> right. so that you for five dollars a month or whatever it's usually something quite reasonable yeah. you just get those for such a, a nominal amount
0: yeah i mean it, and, it feels dramatically state, different i don't want to be a devil's advocate guy no uh, <sighs> uh,
1: <Yeah>, you do <laughs> no
0: one's gonna hire chris brown to be a teacher uh it's kind of this is it I don't think anybody hiring Chris Brown. I mean, he may be, become a spokesman for something. I don't know. Um, Neosporin. Uh, Icy Hot. You know, it's whatever helps with bruises. But uh, he's not going to get a, a, a regular job. But yeah, th- it's a good point. I mean, uh, we all do copyright violations. Right? That's. I mean, not we all. I am a copyright violator. I have been. I try not to be anymore. But I fail uh, daily. But... Um, it's it's a lot different than a website doing it, right? It's a lot yeah. different than setting up a business that in this article says like it costs a hundred, their their monthly co- costs likely approach or exceed $100,000 for hosting and delivery. So there's $100,000 of revenue that have to be there in order for the site to be there. So- in order for it to make a profit, they have to be making over $100,000 in um, advertising revenue. And so someone is setting up a business where the basis is stealing people's content. That is a lot different than me personally doing it. Now, again, me personally doing it is wrong. Like, you should pay for porn. You should pay for things that people are selling you, right?
1: Buy Black Gentifier out on Bandcamp right now. Talk to them. Uh,
0: (laughs) You know, but Hey, look! If you're gonna steal it, I can't stop you. But what I would love for you to do is, if you steal it, share it with someone. You know, uh, we talk about porn on the show a lot. This is me sharing everything I've stolen. <laughs> 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 I I now feel better. But no, um, you know, it's you know, pay people for the things that they make. And if you aren't going to pay them for the things that they make, please at least do the investigation as to why this is okay, but something else isn't. And I think that that is a Huge part of this problem in adult entertainment is that as a country, as a people, uh, Americans and I guess most of the world um, really undervalue the people who create adult content. And so we can all look at it and it's all fine. But then when you find out that these people are being slighted in some sort of way, it's very quick to be like, well, that's what they get for doing porn. And well, I
1: mean, this is how we are with art in general. Like the budget for Philly arts was slashed like 75 million. Cause you know, who, who gives a fuck about art except for all of us. And that's all we're doing anymore is sitting at home, consuming someone else's art by watching movies so and TV great. and listening to music now.
0: Yeah. yeah. So
1: it is actually clearly super important. And the reason that we need to fund it uh, from taxpayer money is so that it's not just, whatever the the market can make money from so that we aren't just turning all of the artists into like extensions of corporate shilling like right unless everything you consume you want it to be ultimately an ad you want to support the arts
0: yeah pretty much i often lament what has happened to hip-hop which is a culture that i grew up in uh, when it decided to switch and become commercial, and I think that the I know that the reason behind that was there were a lot of big money interests very interested in selling fucking Ford Yukons at the expense of you know any artistic endeavor or or individuality, and it became very easy to make the news if you promoted particular stereotypes and media, um, and so the people who did that ended up getting a lot more attention, which allowed them to sell more tickets. And then you had people coming up in the wake of that, that knew that that's what they had to do in order to get there. And then you have corporations that show up and pay money to get advertisements, but they go to the ones that are going to get the most attention. Look, the whole thing is porn stars can't do that. So, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, if, if fucking skin diamond could be on TV, Hawking fucking uh, Tesla's I I'd love it. I think it would be great, but no, that's not going to happen. And we know that's not going to happen. It'd be bad for the brand. Some random uh, group of twenty women in Missouri would send a hundred letters, and then they would, you know, say, "We're very sorry. Uh, we'll never use Skin Diamond again." Um, even though they spend at night just fucking flicking the beans to anything that 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 lady does. So, yeah, it's 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 very unfair, and it's a long. Argument. Hopefully, this lawsuit opens the door to being able to to like give these content creators some kind of teeth when it comes to people stealing their stuff. And you know, she's going after the advertisers, uh, and she has also mentioned she mentioned Pornhub in this, or was it just
1: there's a few different sites, Bang Bros. Yeah. yeah, there's
0: a few different sites, a few different companies that all fund these sorts of sites that you know, stream stuff that is for sale elsewhere and is not meant to be streamed. And, you know, they also I mean, I'm not going to in the article, they talked to the company and the company said that they they respond to takedown notices and they will take things down if they are told to. But in the lawsuit, the the uh, woman said she had asked a number of times for it to be taken down and was stonewalled. So. You know, it's the, the facts don't match what these people are saying.
1: And, I mean, Pornhub, same thing. Like, to have yeah. content taken down, not only do you have to go get them to take it down, um, but you have to give them your legal name and, and address and stuff to do that, which opens you up to doxing and, like, now I have to trust this giant company that owns Pornhub
0: right. with
1: my vital legal government, you know, stuff. So, uh, that can also be a deterrent aside from the fact that it may not actually do anything.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to paint people with a broad brush, but imagine the employees or imagine a company that is totally fine with stealing copyrighted content because or maybe possibly because the people who are being um, maligned or um, disenfranchised from it happen to be doing adult stuff. What do you think they would do if enough people started Making sure their stuff got taken down and and you know giving them their personal information. It's like the retaliatory acts are very slight, but also have a great impact It could completely you know change somebody's life. So it just becomes computationally infeasible. It's not the right metaphor, but you know what I'm going for.
1: Mm-hmm. I gotcha. So we yeah. are we are behind niece uh, in her lawsuit. That's her. That's her name on OnlyFans. If you want to go find her and support her,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, do that. And don't go to this one effing site, which I, you said is down?
1: Uh, as of the I, – I read uh, a thing on Distractify uh, that seems to indicate that they, they took it down. But who knows what has happened yeah. since then and what will happen between this recording and then, so.
0: <laughs> and also, I just – you know, this has – this is apropos of nothing, but uh, – Foster Sesta has done a lot to screw over websites when it comes to porn and what have you. And it's crazy that this had that this sort of thing? Not covered. Yeah,
1: that is weird.
0: This sort of thing? This kind of disenfranchisement? Not covered. Yeah. This is this is this not also a a form of sex trafficking where I am forcing this person to make me money for something that they did not want to.
1: Yeah, I mean, the way that sex trafficking is defined is almost always not actually what is the happening. exploitation that's actually happening right? right and and i think that the way that we describe human trafficking is almost exclusively this incredibly rare type that surely does happen in the world but it's not how most of it is happening
0: and
1: the vast majority of the people being exploited in terms of like the sexual marketplace are actually hurt worse by most of the efforts that are purportedly to help to combat human trafficking that's right. the irony of this that the people that are supposed to be the like the saviors in here are not listening to the actual victims so right
0: they use they're using buzzwords so like they'll bring up sex trafficking in a bill that just makes it hard for people to do adult work and they'll be like well we're trying to save the people from that but then if you I uh, I saw somebody do this on the internet yesterday, so it got my blood boiling, but it's like, you know, it'd be like, what are you mad? Because they're a little mean to, to uh, 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 hookers. And it's like, no, if you gave any more than a, the slightest of a fuck about it, you would go and look up how many organizations of sex workers had been rallying the entire country to be like, this is a bad bill. You don't want this to go through. And two different versions of it went through. So, and
1: next, and the next one up is the earn it act, which I want everyone to go look up and then feel like enraged because this is potentially even worse. And then go call your representatives about the earn it act. So, uh, that will be my new crusade for everybody to go do earn it. It's that it's literally that E A R N, the earn it act. Go look it up and then angrily call Pat to me, even though he's not going to (laughs) listen.
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> call them. Don't do form letters. Change them up a little bit, because when you when they have to read them individually, it they will it the aides that have written in the things that I've seen on the Internet say it, it will end up getting to the politician and maybe they'll just do something or say something to stop being annoyed. But yeah. this is the system of laws that we have all co-signed by paying taxes.
1: Shall we move on to uh to our next story? Yeah. It's a little bit, a little bit more fun. This is cute. This is fun. I, I personally, am a huge fan of the uh, the WAP video by <laughs> Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. I fortunately found out about it the moment that it dropped because I was on Twitter mm. and watched it and was blown away. Uh, and I love almost everything about it. There are two things I don't love about it. Uh, one is the bizarre presence of Kylie Jenner. And the second thing, someone actually pointed out on my Facebook, they're like, I don't like how this encourages uh, like the ownership of tigers as pets, which crazy rich people do. And I was uh, like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> we shouldn't encourage tigers being pets.
0: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but
1: otherwise, I love it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, having a tiger in a room where you are dressed up as a tiger, and everything is adorned in tiger stuff, does that promote having it as a pet? I, I
1: think it's. I think the video is actually just a metaphor, right? I right. think the video is just very much hyperbole. Um, yeah,
0: their pussy but, cats are feral. Do you not understand?
1: Yeah, yeah no, I like. I, I get it on that level. I'm not Ben Shapiro. I understand that it's not literal. <laughs> um, how, however, uh, I have had the very sad occasion of like seeing an adorable tiger on TikTok or something. And then go to look up that person's account to see more of the tiger and realize that, oh, yeah. it's just some rich guy in Dubai. And then what happens to those tigers is not fun. Right. you know And so there is something to be said for glamorizing the idea of, of having wild animals as pets by the sure. super rich, which I don't think is a real – like on the scale of problems in the world right now, like I don't know where I can put that
0: one. Yeah. I, yeah, you don't want to compare traumas – but, yeah. uh, you know, there are kids in cages.
1: Yeah. So that's why I'm going to say this video is great. There's nothing wrong with it except for Kylie Jenner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is, yeah, I mean, it, it did. It was like this weird break from the song and, you know, all of the visual stimulation that was coming with the video aside from the song. Um, And then it just takes this break to show Kylie Jenner apparently reaching for a Pepsi. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what she was doing or why. And I was like, "Oh, is this sponsored <laughs> by Pepsi? Is did they want everyone to have their thirst quenched by a a, a nice carbonated, caffeinated beverage?"
1: Ugh, she's the worst. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the rest of the video is great. It's all metaphors and hyperbole for like gushy ass vaginal lubrication, man one of many songs in the long storied history of, of black women music artists who are very upfront about their sexuality and then people get mad about it. Yeah. Um, and so I love it. And this article in Vice is interesting. Wow, we have two Vice. Man, they should be paying us. Um, <laughs> This is a bunch of interviews with sex educators about, all right, so probably if you have kids – uh, they will know about WAP before you do.
0: <laughs> Maybe. they would. I would learn that in school. Thankfully, mm. none of those.
1: That's true. We don't have those anymore.
0: Well, um, I mean, we do, but I mean, <laughs> any of those kids are way more worried about breathing than they are about wet ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but this article is like, what about like your five-year-old, your 10-year-old, whatever? And uh, what if they ask you about it? Or what if you just hear them singing, at, singing about it? Uh, what do
0: you do and <laughs> come get dinner macaroni and a pot hey hey <laughs> <pay> now <laughs> and then they drop into the splits
1: <laughs> that's what i that's what i hope this encourages kids maintaining their flexibility because you reach your peak flexibility at like 10 11 and from there on out you have to actively maintain it or it just passively goes away so i really hope this encourages young people to do the splits and maintain their flexibility
0: a good point. It takes a lot of <laughs> yoga to touch your toes when you f- lose the ability to touch your toes. I can now like put my feet on my hands, but uh, you know I'm out here. Uh, yeah, Timmy has me twerking, so I'm keeping I'm keeping limber.
1: Yeah, uh, but yeah. So like, what do you do if your kids talk about this? And uh, the the experts were basically like not actually recommending like trying to prevent kids from listening to this because right. a that's really hard to do and B, if you tell a kid they can't consume some media that's what they're gonna go do (laughs) guaranteed
0: yeah and worse than that is that they're gonna go do it anyway but then they're gonna associate it with shame and secrecy Mm. and it being a bad thing where i mean i think anyone who likes pussies uh understands that wet-ass pussy is some of the best kind of pussy you can uh introduce to another person
1: generally it 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 means the people involved are happy that doesn't you know it's not a guarantee but generally that's a good sign i'm sure Um, there's a
0: disease somewhere
1: (laughs) but like the the thing that kids need that we are never adequately giving them is like media literacy skills like how do you dissect this video what are the messages of it and and depending on how old the kid is, they may or may not understand some of the socio-cultural, political implications of it. Of just even like a woman and a black woman specifically, uh, rejoicing in sexual pleasure and and the ownership of that that sexiness. Uh, you can also just talk about the the basic idea of like how much of this is just entertainment, and you know like hyperbole like that like that's the thing that like ben shapiro is apparently lost on is like oh a woman's wet there must be something wrong um in and of itself is very stupid but on top of that like he doesn't understand the concept of hyperbole uh i think
0: think he's choosing not to i think that there isn't an argument that he has earnestly entered himself into i think he's a charlatan and a fraud and he decided to steal some attention from black women who actually do something worthwhile (laughs) Oh, Uh, so that he could ape their lyrics and uh, then spend the next two months uh, dog whistling, calling them apes. So uh, that guy can can eat a thousand of the genitals that he does not want to eat.
1: Mm. That. Yeah, that's that. That is the DTF official take on Ben Shapiro.
0: (laughs) 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 Fucking hate disingenuous argumenters. Uh, I know a few and they annoy me and I talk about them mercilessly in private Facebook groups.
1: It's true. It's true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so when it comes to this video, yeah, just getting uh, getting comfortable with using teachable moments as an opportunity to share with your kids what your actual values are and asking them what they know and what they think about stuff. Because we often assume that kids are consuming things through the lens of a basically, like, innocent adult. And a lot of times we hear kids mimicking words that they have heard, assuming that they understand all the things we understand about those words. Right. So it's really helpful to actually ask kids what they think and what they understand. And because little kids will say stuff like, I saw them having sex in the closet. And what they mean is they saw two people kissing or something because literally they may not know what sex is yet if no one's okay. really literally explained it. So this is, this is about teachable moments and asking kids questions and making it clear that you can talk about this stuff and they won't get in trouble and you're not going to make fun of them and you're not mad at them for asking. These are really, really, really important things.
0: Yeah. I thought that a clit was a vagina until I was in high school. The kids have no idea. They just use words. And then they tell other kids those words as if they know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then they just take that to be facts because they're kids and especially in America, most of your life after five is to sit down and let someone tell you about things. Um, So you just absorb it all. And you, you are taught not to really question any of that shit until you're in junior high, if you're smart and uh, never, if you're dumb. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I, I, but yeah, I do love this article. that's saying like, like all the things Timory said, meet them where they're at, figure out what they're doing. Like you can, pivot. One of the neat things was like, you can pivot away from a conversation about wet-ass pussy to be like, these people are talking about things that they like and they have fun and they're adults. And as adults, you can talk about whatever you want. If you like something, what do you like to do? right? Mm -hmm. And you can turn it into that. Let's talk about how you gain pleasure in your life, child. What do you like to do? I like jumping on a trampoline. Well, yeah. So I got a wet-ass trampoline. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Let's not... Let's not say I was on my trampoline whopping, but, you know, pleasure is great and it's fun and people talk about it different ways. And, yeah, there, there are plenty of ways to if you just act, actively give a shit about your children, <laughs> <laughs> it should not be hard to explain what, what as pussy as a song is. And, you know, maybe as a concept, but you could just say it's a song and, you know, these adults get to talk like this. Uh, you, you don't. Uh, in, as far as I'm concerned and you know next time we have macaroni uh, you can't be in the kitchen
1: next time you hear someone making macaroni
0: <laughs> so, the yeah. dope come
1: running right. <laughs> oh is that macaroni get out <laughs> I love that, that she uses the same metaphor that you do I
0: love that metaphor
1: yeah
0: I, metaphor and I I love making the mouth noises that accompany it. I'm gonna spare everyone. But
1: this isn't your ASMR channel today? No, this
0: isn't. <laughs> and I, I've gotten I've gotten yelled at a number of times for uh subjecting people un unassumedly to the ASMR noises of macaroni stirring in a pot.
1: We'll just when we set up our DTF Patreon, we'll just have one. That's going to be levels. on
0: OnlyFans, baby.
1: Uh, it's just daryl's asmr macaroni noises for an hour
0: and now we'll open the box of macaroni and pour it in uh yeah it'll be like that get your fingers off your nipples listen we're talking about the news
1: yeah do you want to move to our next story we got a couple more stories i think if we're going to do another one, I should do the next one so we end on a positive note. Okay. How's that? does how's that feel to you? Yeah, that's fine. All right. This next one will be real quick because I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. Okay. So there was like positive news out of the Supreme Court in terms of abortion recently um, in that they decided not to, uh, to allow this like super regressive – Uh, abortion thing to stand that was like one of those dumb, you know, like banning abortion super early, making it super difficult to get abortions kind of things. And a lot of us were like, yay, that's great. Somehow, despite having Brett Kavanaugh in there, might there might be good things possible in this world. Um, But the problem is that the way that they worded it actually is a stealth attack on abortion rights uh, where so now, basically, what, what we're learning is that you you don't have to have an abortion rule make any sort of case that the rule is for the benefit of the patients. Um, oh. It just have to make sure that it is not making it an unreasonable burden to access abor- abortion. But then that means that there's a bunch of really dumb rules that will be able to be held up. Um, for instance, there's a bunch of abortion laws uh, from I think it was Arkansas that were passed in 2017 that were just garbage trash that actually um, might end up having more of a future now because of this. So these these laws were requiring that clinics preserve fetal tissue and treat it like criminal evidence if the patient is under 18 and to alert local law enforcement. Um, and then they the local law enforcement has to... Uh, get the patient's medical records for her entire pregnancy history before they do the abortion. Um, it, the, this other law grants equal rights over the fetal remains to both partners with no exception for rape cases. Uh, a patient must notify her partner before the abortion and ask what method of disposal he prefers. Uh, if both partners are minors, the patient's parents get to decide how fetal remains are disposed of. So you get to bring in parents on that. Um, and if the patient is a minor but uh, the the partner is an adult, then he is the one that makes the choice. Uh, so these are some really crappy things. And then, like, abortion rights advocates challenge this legislation. Um, awesome. But with Friday's decision, uh, these Republican-appointed judges on the 8th Circuit cleared away these injunctions. So these lower courts uh, might be able to push forward with this stuff. So – like it seemed like things might possibly not be as terrible as we feared and then nope actually it might actually be worse. So just I'm really frustrated because there's not a lot of coverage of this either. Right. Um I I haven't been like inundated with this news and I follow the places where I would expect that I normally would be. So that right. is that is terrifying.
0: It is. And you know, they are exactly who we thought they were. Uh, Mm -hmm. there's a reason why so many unqualified judges and i'm not calling them unqualified because i'm biased i'm calling them unqualified because the organizations that typically list the qualifications of appointed judges have all called them unqualified before they were pushed through um but yeah that part of the reason was that to have this huge conservative base that it just was like no we shouldn't we should not use this sort of science um we should not allow people to have this uh medicine essentially this 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 these procedures done because we don't like it and uh i'll never not say that that's trash and uh i'll never not say that um i wish everybody would have went and voted on uh november 2016 uh so at least we know that hundred percent of the people want uh, that out of the hundred percent of people who were eligible eligible to vote that a majority of them wanted the hellscape that we are currently in. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I yeah. yeah. Um but anyway, that's a different argument for a different day. Yeah, this is trash. I don't know what yeah. else to say. And yeah. thankfully it's just frustrating. Yeah, thankfully Timory, you are um you are doing your part to uh, uh enlighten people about this stuff, uh, the Earn It Act and all of these shitty uh, abortion laws. See, we we learned. We learned
1: yeah. So basically, uh, like long term, this might usher in more of those sort of like trap laws, the targeted regulation of abortion providers. So it it just really reiterates that the laws around abortion are not at all about making it safer or doing anything that's to the benefit of the patients. Although that continues to be one of the arguments that are made. Right. Um, and that's a really really frustrating thing is like infringing on people's rights and and then making this case that it's somehow better for them. Uh, In this very paternalistic, condescending way, Um, especially when like nothing is going to be done for kids that are born as a result of unwanted pregnancies. That's the other really frustrating thing is that this administration has not done anything uh, that would then be like, all right, so I can't get an abortion. I guess I'm having this kid and it doesn't do anything to structurally set that kid up or to make sure they can go to the doctor without bankrupting their family just basic ass you know can they get adequate and you know safe education where they don't get shot at school like none of this (laughs) like they don't take on any of the safety or the health stuff as though that life actually matters to them it's almost like the life doesn't matter to them just the restricting abortion
0: yeah yep it's it's about saddling people with enough problems that they cannot say that they don't like the way things are going to make them so busy and so inundated by debt or or financial worry or uh i don't know religious burden that they won't go protest or they won't go vote or they won't like actually go to a community meeting because they're busy working you know three jobs to support two kids that one of them was had by rape. It's like, well, that's what Jesus wanted. So don't vote. Like I, I think that that's what's happening. Um, and, and, and
1: and on the other side of it, it's like abortion is the way that they got all these like white evangelical women to support Trump in the first place. Because like, he's not a Christian on any, like by any definition of that word, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but he is in the terms of the Christian nationalist idea. Absolutely. And all of these, like, white women will vote for him because abortions, their one issue. And right. that's super frustrating, too, because all those women, I want to I want I want to cage match individually with every single one of those women. I yeah. want to fight them.
0: I'm pretty sure that <laughs> a, a lot of those women have probably had an abortion or known a person with one because, yeah, the, the flip side of that is that these uh, limitations will not affect the rich hmm they'll go get the shit done there's not a single politician who's going to change their behavior because if they get a person pregnant they'll have to have a child that's not going to happen they'll, they'll end up in the chappaquiddick before they will have a child like <laughs> none of this shit matters to them and that's why they can legislate it that way but you know Ugh.
1: so support your local abortion providers set up your automatic donation for Planned Parenthood and for Narl. Uh, if this if this matters to you
0: so and the ACLU, like there are a, a bunch of mm-hmm. places that are doing shit. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to be up to date on it, I follow uh, with rewire dot news. They mm-hmm. cover uh, reproductive rights in the courts. So um, they cover a lot of stuff.
1: Sex worker rights. Yeah, yeah. they're great. And uh, while we're at it, just a real quick plug, I'm doing a fundraiser for Women's Medical Fund, which uh, provides money for people who need an abortion and don't have the liquidity to pay for it right now. So I will be doing that fundraiser on the 27th, and you should get tickets.
0: Yes. Shameless. Please.
1: Shameless plug, because all the tickets go to the Women's Medical Fund. So, And it's a 90s theme show. It's all 90s. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if y'all know, but Just a Girl is playing in my head right now.
1: <laughs> That's fun. All right. Uh. Well. So that that was a shitty. That was a shitty note. So let's take us out on something that made you laugh.
0: Yeah. Well. I mean, this made me laugh. So I'm actually I'm I'm gonna just sorry, flirt, but I'm just gonna skip the article and just do the question. Okay. I don't know if you want to set this up as like a we're here to help thing, because I mean it's a simple question on bisexuality.
1: All right. Uh. So. And now (laughs) for our uh, final segment, we're actually going to go to a a listener question, which is a thing that we do. So if Uh you have questions for us, you can DM us on Facebook or on Twitter or wherever you want to send them, you know, carrier pigeon, whatever. Yeah. So what's our what's our listener question this week?
0: Yeah, we had a question from a listener. It was uh, pretty simple. It just says, uh, if sexuality is on a continuum, then what are the parameters for being bisexual?
1: Ooh, that's a fun question. And it depends on, uh, I guess, how you would want to approach it, right? So from the Kinsey perspective, where he first came up with the idea of a spectrum, uh, zero to six, basically anything that would be a one through five, uh, because a zero would indicate that... um, all of your sexual partners have been of a different gender than you. And a six would indicate that all of your sexual partners have been of the same gender. Um, so anything that was one through five on a, on a Kinsey scale would count. However, what we have definitely expanded the way that we think about sexual orientation since to include a lot more than just who you beg, because not everybody gets to have sex with everyone that they want to. And sometimes they have sex with people that they're not necessarily, not necessarily attracted to. True. So sexual orientation is more than just behavior.
0: Not um, of college.
1: Yeah. So, like, the there's, for example, the Klein grid is a way of looking at it across lifestyle factors and, like, social groups as well. Because sometimes who we hang out with influences who we have sex with. And, well, I think a lot of it, actually. And then, it better. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, and yeah, I'm sure there are the people who are like, no, I I like to just go to random places, uh, grope around in the dark, and then uh, if I get the hand, if I get the handshake right, then hey, we we going for it. And if if I find out that it was a right to left or a left to right, that depends on if I'm a top or a bottom. You know, some people some people like it that random, and that's fine. Oh,
1: yeah, definitely. Um, and then Klein also broke it down between your your past, your present, and then your future ideal too, because like uh, sometimes life circumstances change. So if you end up in a situation where all of your available partners are of a certain gender, you know, it doesn't necessarily change your orientation, although it might. You know, that's the thing is we might uh, be really influenced by our, our life experiences and by what we perceive as our options because sexuality is, is only partly the innate stuff. It's only partly genetics, and it's a lot of conditioning. And the, the existence of, you know, sub genres of porn is a really good indication that we can be coaxed in one direction or another Mm. based on the things that we've experienced and based on what the implicit messages are in our culture around different sexual practices. So like, you know, cuckolding is super popular, but it wasn't always necessarily as popular. Um, you know, things, things like that, like are very culturally constructed. So again, to go back to the question of sexual orientation, um, and bisexuality, I think that if you want to call yourself by, if that feels authentic, then you should. And if you don't want to call yourself that because it doesn't feel good, you shouldn't.
0: Right.
1: And that's about it. And that's really all there is to it.
0: <laughs> and that's that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I do think that uh, Yeah, the thing I was thinking about was like, yeah, we, we, our language is very mush mouthed about this stuff because we've had agendas associated with a lot of it when we decided to come up with the words. Right. Like we didn't come up with heterosexuality and homosexuality until we needed to say that one of them was wrong. Mm-hmm. So like that is kind of the thing. So like, you know, if there's I guess it's, it's just saying like, OK, so sexuality is on a spectrum. Gender expressions on a the spectrum. These things are all on spectrum. So what? What is the duality that I'm bisecting with my bisexuality? Mm. And um, from the colloquial nature of these words, I believe, uh, and I'm just a comedian, I do not have any kind of um, academic uh, rigor when it comes to these things outside of... Anyway, um, yeah, that bisexuality is is that you are attracted to and pursue... um, The, the, I don't know, the gender expression or so, just like a, a a male and a female. So it's like there's a homosexual and a heterosexual aspect to your interests.
1: What, one of the things that I really want to clarify is that so the the term bisexual does not actually reinforce the gender binary. And that's often one of the misconceptions people have. And one of the reasons they'll be mm. like, I would call myself bisexual, but I'll date trans people or I don't believe in the gender binary or whatever and uh the truth is the word bisexual actually comes from ambisexual. It wasn't meant to be a reiteration of the gender binary. It was just a description at the time that made oh. sense that you can have sex with people of your gender and of other genders, right? Um So like and,
0: ambidextrous.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that you're not um. limited to, you're not limited to one. Um some folks take the term pansexual because that feels more accurate to them that like gender isn't the arbiter or they're attracted to all genders or whatever. Bisexuality can be also. It's just bisexual is an older word and so a lot of people tend to think that it comes with these older stuff but with these like older ideas about gender but it doesn't have to. And yeah. what I really, really want to emphasize is that people can use these terms as they are useful to them um, and and not assume anything about anybody else because of the necessarily the label that they use. But bisexuality just means that uh, you are attracted to people beyond a single gender. That you're not monosexual. Monosexual is I'm only attracted to people of this one gender. And we also just need to get away from the idea that like all men are equally masculine or all women are equally feminine. Like yeah. that, these terms are really limited in their utility. So bisexuality just implies that like gender isn't the biggest deal breaker. Because for somebody who just like I definitely won't date men then sure, that is a that is a big question to ask. What is your sexual orientation? But for someone like me, that's not the biggest deal breaker. The biggest deal breaker is like, what are your politics? Right. How many books do you own? <laughs> like,
0: what do you feel when you hear the word wet-ass pussy? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Where does your brain go? Are you moving in your chair? Or are you moving in your chair? I don't know. What, uh, that would be.
1: Yeah, like they're both going to get squirmy
0: right right <laughs> why are you squirming when i say wet ass pussy is it is it, is it, it from recollection <laughs> <laughs> is it because it's alien to you because if it's because it's alien to you then uh, i don't want my pussy around you uh, yeah. i don't think that it's a good time for me and my pussy um yeah in fact i mean i don't have a pussy i i, I have an audi but uh my bussy I would need to be wet uh, if I was going to use it at all. So if you only know about dry-ass bussies, guess what? My bussy is staying to itself because it's not (laughs) self-lubricating and it needs a lot of external help uh, to get there if I were to ever uh, decide to uh, bust it open for you. So there you go.
1: Yeah, we always bring this back to make sure you lube up your butt. (laughs) (laughs) Every episode of DTF comes back to that.
0: (laughs) Exactly. We start at the end.
1: (laughs) It was a perfect circle. Yeah. I mean, so hopefully that, that addressed that question. I like, I always want to ask follow-up questions of like, what is the emotional state of this question? Like, what are you looking for? Like affirmation that you can call yourself something or like, you know, like I'm always curious about that because like, The point of a sexual orientation label is not that, like, this defines the parameters of what I'm allowed to do, or this is, you know, all of who I am as a person, or anything like that. It's just literally shorthand, so you can find your people and you can feel connected to the experience of others um, who share similar, if not the same, you know, feelings and emotions and behaviors. That's it. That's the whole point of these labels. So call yourself what you want. And and there's also the difference between romantic and sexual orientation. So I also just want to val- validate the idea that your romantic orientation and your sexual orientation may not be the same thing, and that doesn't make you a bad person. It just right. means those things are different. It's just very convenient when they're the same thing.
0: So. Oh, man. That that actually had to do with the article that I skipped. Oh. it's <laughs> <laughs> good. Next week. Next week. We'll figure week. out – what that means
1: yeah we'll explore this <laughs> all right so in the interest of time we gotta we gotta close this up but uh, what you got coming up where can people find out more about you
0: oh find out more about me at darylcomedy.com you can go there to get my dates and such um I, I believe on the 20th of August I will be in the in Maryland at um, Harriman's house grill or grill house something like that is uh, lobsters and laughs. So you could get a cheap lobster dinner and have some jokes be thrown at you in an outdoor mm-hmm. setting. That'll be fun. And then uh, I think August 28th, I'll be at Punchline for Pat House and Friends. Uh, again, an outdoor patio where you can uh, breathe in all the Lord's air and none of the <laughs> devil's COVID while people tell jokes on a stage with some nicely sanitized mics. Noise
1: uh for for me i've got a few shows coming up so as i mentioned we have this uh fundraiser show for women's medical fund it's called a 90s moment it's put on by hannibal liquor um and the proceeds will go to women's medical fund you can find it on eventbrite a 90s moment um and that will be taking place on the 27th of august uh we also have virtual slut church on the 29th, that will be on Instagram. So you can just go on the Instagram and you can watch it for free and then you can just tip all the sexy performers. So Slut Church is a metal BDSM burlesque show. So if you like metal music or BDSM or burlesque, you're probably going to like it. So uh, show on Instagram for that. Uh, yeah. And then you can always check out sexwithsynmarie.com where I put up porn on Mondays.
0: Yeah, that's where I get my porn because it's yeah. ethically sourced. I mean, I get it from there too. <laughs> from to,
1: Tumblr. <laughs> I, mean, I
0: I get it from, from a lot of different day. places, uh, and I'm ashamed of most of them.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> All right. Pay well, for things.
1: Good, yeah, here's a good time to shout out, like Bright Desires, another ethically uh, produced feminist porn. Yeah. 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 There we All go. Right. Well, we did it. We did the thing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, thanks for tuning in and staying with us
1: yeah. uh, as we
0: all navigate the hellscape that is going on outside.
1: I love it. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. And we'll talk at you next week. Bye. What? And you ain't hanging with the team if you ain't
0: down to